Welcome to Around Each Town with Simple Elegance. I am Mary Scally, your host and the owner of Simple Elegance Professional Home Staging and Interior Design. This podcast digs into the positive benefits of living in Houston, Texas, as well as what our current real estate is, tips on selling your home, the benefits of staging your home before placing it on the market, and great things happening in Houston. We are so excited that you have joined us today as we speak to prominent Houstonians. Hey Houston, it's Mary Scally with Simple Elegance and Around H-Town with Simple Elegance. Thanks so much for joining us on our podcast. And today we have Heidi Estes of Distinct Rental Property Management Services. Welcome, Heidi. How are you? Hey, Mary. Nice. I'm having a, trying to have a nice Thanksgiving. Hope everybody else is. I know. It's that week and there's so much going on and cooking and all that stuff. Um, and COVID, <laughs> we were going Which to is tape... why we're Zooming today. Exactly. We were going to tape our, um, our podcast together at our warehouse, but you know, COVID and Heidi was, there's possibility that she may have been with somebody with COVID. So here we are back to Zoom. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So it is our reality today and that's, we just have to be safe. So Heidi, tell us about you and tell us about your journey and how you got into what you're doing now and tell what you're doing because this is an amazing, we love partnering with Heidi and her team. Well, and it it all sort of happened through by itself, really magically sort of is the best way to describe it. Uh, I was working in the international airline industry for over 30 years. I'm only 10. Exactly. (laughs) And had the opportunity to take early retirement. And Mm -hmm. a side thing of mine that I always had was a rental property. And when I took this early retirement opportunity, I decided that I was going to invest more in Houston, which is something I always wanted to do and didn't have the time to do it. And as I was purchasing property and leasing property, I was finding that it was really difficult to find good, reliable help, people that were experienced and could tell you what to do right, what to do, what not to do. Mm-hmm. It was a very long road of learning exactly how not to do <laughs> Just right? a few mistakes. You- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I took that, all of the experience that I had dealing with customer service and international uh, sometimes dignitaries and people from all over the world, I was really able to put all of that experience in my rental properties, figuring out how to maximize the dollar on my return. And funny enough, the realtor that I had been working with and for about two years now, going through and vetting properties and looking at them and figuring out if it would work for me, said to me, you know, you're getting really good at this. You should probably expand your horizons and help other people to do the same thing. So her idea actually spurred that thought and she had a couple of clients that recommended me. And over the course then of the next couple of years, it turned into, oh, wait a minute, more and more people are actually looking for help. And what's different is I never wanted to be a realtor. I always worked with realtors. And that's something that's very different from a typical property manager or a property services individual. Mm-hmm. Most people try to do everything, offer everything. And I wanted to break it down into smaller pieces. It's not about 
having a middleman that's in the way. It's about having the middleman that actually can help and put their expertise in and point out key factors that make the huge difference in how many days you're going to be on the market, whether you're selling, whether you're renting. It's two very different products. Mm -hmm. It's very different uh, goals that you have when you're selling versus when you're renting. You're appealing to different audiences. Well, then as this developed, and I'm still not even having my own business, I'm just helping people. Uh, it was Heidi Eastus Leasing and Property Services for the long time that spelled helps <laughs> because I was just there to help. And what happened was I started finding clients would come to me that were actually leaving the country mm-hmm. home in Houston and were very concerned about a regular property management company just collecting a rent check and not taking care of their property. So I started that uh, with very few clients, but bigger houses, bigger, uh, a lot more money on on the line for them and making sure that their tenants were vetted completely. That's one of my, uh, one of the things I enjoy the most actually in what I do is making sure that every single leaf is overturned so that it really is someone who is going to take care of the house and not somebody that's coming in and looking to just not pay rent. Uh, Also, the people are out of the country and they need more than just a property manager that's gonna email you and say whatever they're gonna say. Hey, what do we do about this? A tree limb just fell through your roof. I need to have a personal relationship. Oh, Mary, you just went dark, is that okay? I know. Let me just move. I have to move. My light's got to come back on. Oh, there we go. She's on a motion sensor. Is that, is that my cue? I'm talking too much? No, you got to love that. Um, lights that, that turn off to save energy. The and if you don't mouse. move, you, you know, like. Exactly. Keep it going. So I really found a passion of mine that I loved was helping people that didn't have the time or were not currently present in Houston to help them take care of their projects. And that's actually how I met you. Uh-huh. So really, that is about the time when I met you about four years ago. Is, is it been four years now? Yeah, at least. Think, yeah, okay. Um, working on a project mm-hmm. for a friend that was trying to sell their house. It had been on the market for three years. Nothing was happening. And finally, they had enough confidence to let me take over the project and say, okay, let's bring in the professionals. What do we need to do here? Right. So, brought in an expert real estate team. We brought in expert stagers, Simple Elegance, told it needed to be done, did all of the make ready. I coordinated that whole side of it. All of the things that Mary doesn't do and that the realtors don't do, which is all of the nitty gritty. Right, and you like, you know, the things that have to be done before we can even come in. You know, what we call the bones of the house. You know, like we can come in and make the house look pretty, but if the bones aren't, in great shape that's a waste of money now you've got to make sure the bones the paint is great anything that has to be fixed it's got to be fixed and you coordinate that Heidi and when you work in the triangle that we do which is the realtor knows the market they know what the price point is they that's their specialty right I'm not going to get involved in what is driving buyers right now correct I'm the person who gets in there and says, I can fix that. It's easy. I've done this for 30 years. I've had all kinds of crazy things happen. <laughs> I think no project is too big for me. Not a problem. And that's when Mary comes in and says, okay, in order to meet this goal that the realtor has set, this mm-hmm. is what the house needs. Right. This is what 
this project needs deferred maintenance, you've, you've got to address take care of it. Yeah. And between us, the three of us, this triangle that I like to call, we have experts to do those things. We have trusted, reliable vendors that we have used. Right. And I think that to be absolutely key is do not just Google something and hire someone. Correct. Big mistake, right? Correct. You know, I was just talking to Nikki Gomez, and that was one of the biggest things that she said. And, you know, we have our list of tradespeople that we have over the years developed that we know we can pick up the phone call, and they're like, I'm there. It doesn't matter exactly. how busy they are. They know, you know. Yes, and you that. know, if I call you or you call me, right. I say, hey, Mary, um, the other day, Karen asked me, she says, hey, do you have a wallpaper guy? And I said, oh, my gosh, you won't believe it. I have the greatest wallpaper guy. Exactly. <laughs> him several times so i know he's going to show up when he says he's going to show up right because timing is also so critical when you're dealing with property that is either going to go on the market or a property that is going to to be leased or sold your days on market are so key mm -hmm. our job is to get everything done on the front end so when the right. person walks up to the house and they open the door they're sold right it's not, they don't need to see all the pain points of the behind the scenes that's our job Correct. to deal with the pain points. You deal with more of the pain points than we do, but well, you know, but you have to get it ready for us. Right, but the pain points are sometimes too painful for the owner. And I think that is where I'm able to come in and say, hey, look, I've been doing this forever. I have to build a trustworthy relationship with them. Sometimes clients are hesitant on the, on the other because I'm telling them, oh, you need to spend $1,000 on this or you need to spend $500 on this. And they question that. Uh, until they get to understand that, hey, wait a minute, there is a reason and she's going to handle it. I don't have to do anything but say, okay. Yeah, I can write the check and she's going to And I give a timeline and I know how long it's going to take. Right. Even with COVID, we can figure that out. Right. Um, and we've been real successful in doing that. So I'm not a realtor. I am not a professional property manager. I am a property services manager. So any service that my client needs, I've even gone Christmas shopping for, which makes me more of a girl Friday, but I call it a very much of a concierge service. Uh -huh. If you're overseas and you have a need from something that's right here, I can find a way to get that done for you. Whether I do it myself or I know the right person to hire for them to get that job done. I coordinate everything from beginning to end until the sign goes in the yard, we're ready to go. And if it means having a tenant in your property, at that point, yes, I don't write the lease, I don't sign the lease, but I enforce the lease. Right. So I'm sure that you have the best person in your house that's gonna take care of it. I check on it, I do all the maintenance, I have a calendar schedule for each property that I manage, be it my own or theirs, and everything is done to the letter and the owners can be sure that they're getting personal service, not just mailing it in, not just sending, not just collecting rent and calling it a day. So yeah. that's how it, unfortunately, it still says rental property because I don't just do rental properties. Obviously, I do more diverse type of things, but I am the person that brings the real estate first, the real estate individual, the stagers, and the owners into a comfortable place to say, hey, I can let this team take over and do this for me. And you might have your next episode of something on HGTV. <laughs> Which we should have had that in the um, the the what is it michael's crest oh the 12,000 yes. square foot house and that was a situation where um i shani and um and karen met 
I think about a year ago there. Yes, and it was, was like, exactly a year ago. It was, the call. yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, no, we need to get Heidi in here first. And I think it took about five months to get that house ready. Was that about, was that about right? Yeah, or? there were. So what happened was this was a house that was, uh, that belonged to a, a prominent person in the, in, in Houston uh, who had this compound, this 12,000 square foot compound and who had moved unexpectedly and let their family live in this, in this place and didn't do any maintenance or anything for two and a half years until they found out that, oh, wait a minute, you have to change light bulbs, you have to change air conditioning filters, and you, you know, you have to clean, and you have to do all of these things. Uh, and they decided they wanted to sell the property. And the house was, I don't want to say it was in ruins, because it wasn't, but it was neglected, right, completely. Um, to the very point, well lived in. Yeah, very well lived in. And the owners really didn't even know what was going on. Right at the home so when your team went out to see it it was oh wow overwhelming it's so big yeah. what do you do uh so you got you called me i came over and we walked the property and it took me twice because i got lost the first time <laughs> <laughs> I, wing, you know i actually <laughs> just have been there for the first time was on friday and i'm like where are we where like how do i get how do i get to the garage like i kept on getting into the kids bedrooms you know <laughs> Yeah, there's four staircases what's happening <laughs> and none of them connect <laughs> yeah it was so it was yeah and so you get your your bearings about you know how do you do all that so i was able to uh get with the owner and go over my proposal of i wrote down everything that your team had suggested and everything that the realtors had suggested put it together for the owner in a a package where they could say yes or no sorry that's okay that's my little Godzilla right there. <laughs> um, where I said to them, here's a timeline. Here's what I think your upfront costs are going to be. And here's the difference of what's going to happen if we sell it like it is versus if we actually go through with this. Mm -hmm. To tell you that this was a success story is actually an understatement. Correct. Because what happened was we had an eight-week timeline. It was just before COVID started. Uh, so in the beginning, we were fine. And an investor stepped up and said they were interested in the property. So at that point, we stopped the make ready and the rehab. And just to put some numbers out there so people can understand the difference, because I think if you look at it on a big picture, you actually really do see the value of fixing up your house properly with people that know what to tell you what to do and getting it done is so essential to maximize versus your just walking away and selling it to investors they're going to do it and then they're going to make deal the money. with it right well the owners didn't have to deal with it right they could have put a sign in the yard and sold it that day for a million two that's what they were going to get for it okay a property that they paid over two million dollars for back in the day at the right. height of the real estate market so fast forward, the whatever the investors were doing, their funding didn't go through. Okay. So that, that fell through and I was called and in literally 24 hours needed to be back on the job, back on the timeline that we originally had set and move forward as quickly as possible. So with that slowdown of probably four to six weeks, we were able to have the house done just before summer, even with COVID there was over $100,000 worth of work to do in that yes. house, but it was deferred maintenance. It wasn't improvements. 
it was the things that you're talking about, Mary, making sure there's no leaks in, in the home, mm -hmm. right? Painting, cleaning, redoing things that were done poorly so that it shows well and making sure people can see that this is not an overwhelming home. Mm -hmm. When you first walked into it, it felt neglected. So you were gonna get 1.2. Well, guess what? The surprise at the end of the day was Simple Elegance came in and between my part of doing what I did and when they came in and did it, it was not the same house. Correct. And $100,000 sounds like a lot of money, but on a $1 million project, that is not a high percentage. When you look at how much they ended up selling it for, right. and books, you gotta know, they sold it. They had three buyers within the first week for $1,600,000. So this is not a joke. $100,000 got them over $400 more thousand dollars. That's that, a good return on investment. That is what I love to do for people. I saw that as, wow, because you really see the numbers. Right. So it's, right smaller properties people maybe don't see the value as much but it's still there it is it is because oh. this is your biggest investment you know no matter what the price is exactly. this is generally your biggest investment and so you know to put in maybe on a two hundred thousand dollar house maybe you put in five to ten thousand dollars but what is that going to take you to on the level you know and how many days on market right whether you're selling or renting i've always and I've run into this myself. I have used property management companies on my properties in the past because I couldn't get to them or they were not located in a, in a decent area, only to find that they didn't even care about how many days you're on the market. Mm -hmm. And I, wait, I can, I'm gonna do this myself. I can do this way better. Right. Because one month on the market is one month of no income. Exactly. And an expenses. It's one and month expenses. of expenses. Okay, you're still paying mortgage. You're still paying the lawn to be done. You're still paying utilities. You're still paying, you know, and if you have another home that you're living in, now we're talking two, you know? Right. And so it's everything is doubled. And our goal is really to get you on the market and off the market as fast as possible. And it's okay to say no from, from the client's perspective, from your perspective and from mine. You know, sometimes you walk into a project and it doesn't make sense one way or the other for whatever reason. I think it's also important that people understand that getting your house ready and putting in a little extra money doesn't mean they have to have a headache to do it. Right. And I think that's people's biggest fear. There's so many companies out there right now that say, we'll buy your house without the hassle. Mm -hmm. Buy your house at 25% less than you can sell it and we will take that off your hands. Right. You just say, guys, come and do your magic. We will get you the price. And our fees are nothing when you look at the difference in value mm -hmm. of what you get out of it at the end. And so every single project that I've done with Mary has been amazingly successful. Looking forward to one that's uh, getting ready to come on the market here before the beginning of the year. I know, we're excited. We, we're so excited when it gets turned over to us because we're the last <laughs> ones on the, the list, you know. Um, and I but, get to tell you, hey, Mary, you want to hear this story? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You won't believe what happened. <laughs> exactly. But, but the owner is like, hey, thank you so much. I didn't have to deal with this. Right. I didn't have to do anything. Everything Correct. was taken care of. Heidi deals with everything. You know, so it's like she just, she speaks clearly with the owner. This is what to expect. And this is what it's going to cost. 
But, you know, on the other side of it, you're going to make so much more money. And that's really, it's an investment. That's what we're looking for is to uh, exactly. get the best And return. taking the headache out of, out it, of it, out of the equation. Right. I can tell you if I'm doing it for myself, for my own house, I know how it feels. Mm -hmm. Doing it either for myself. I yes. so much would rather do it for somebody else. Well, and also trying to live through any kind of construction and stuff like that. Yuck. Yeah. You know, that's not fun. Not fun. Right. Not and, fun at all. Or if you're just moving to a new home or you're moving out of state and your house, you're leaving it there. Well, who's going to do all of that? Right. You cannot just put a sign in the yard and expect to get top dollar. Right. It takes, the minute you leave the house, the last thing you're thinking of is cleaning it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go in there and deep clean that stove and that refrigerator and get all the grime and things that happen when you move furniture. You right. don't want to have to deal with that holes in the walls from pictures, all of these things. And if it's a rental property, potentially other issues as well. Mm -hmm. There is deferred maintenance sometimes when you come into a new project and it has been tenant occupied for quite some time. We've dealt with that before too, but none of that scares me. And I actually love getting into the nitty gritty. <laughs> it's what I did forever. So it's kind of what I know. <laughs> so I just keep doing it. So I am super excited. Uh, to be working more this year than I actually ever have. Um, and it's been fantastic. It's a great, I think it's a great niche because I help the realtors with what they can't do. I help you with what you can't do. I help the owners with what they don't want to do. Right. And right. All you know, you have to look at this, wins. like on a real estate side, the realtor side of it. Okay. They get paid to list and sell houses. Okay. So if they're going and dealing with the maintenance on a house, they're yeah. not out doing what they get paid to do, you know. Just find you somebody to buy your house. Exactly. You know, and to have somebody like Heidi in there that's making sure everything is getting done, that's what she's paid to do, you know. So you want to and find so the people the that are being paid to do this. Right. And they're, this is their focus. You know, yes, there's so many different parts of real estate. Like on the staging everything side. Everything from the lock boxes that they put on the property and then if something happens and it's a vacant property i mean we'll get calls sometimes in the middle of the night oh uh somebody walked by and saw a door open or you know something happened there was a storm a tree fell there was i mean you, you right. all know right if you have water running oh wait something flooded something a gasket blew on a toilet things that that happened yeah right to be ready to go Exactly, exactly. So how it's kind of interesting. I, I think it's funny, like the businesses that have flourished during COVID have just been things that you just really wouldn't, wouldn't think of, you know, but how has COVID affected your business? Well, on different levels, different ways. Mm -hmm. So first of all, obviously when there was a no eviction policy that came across, that stopped me in my tracks because I had so many homes of mine, rental properties, and ones that I also managed for individuals that were not, that are not my properties. Right away, I said, okay, I'm going to have to be proactive here because this could send the wrong message. Mm -hmm. No evictions. All of a sudden, somebody might decide to say, oh, I can't pay rent. Somebody might lose their job. And somebody might get sick. There were so many things that, so many unknowns that were happening. Right. I felt if I don't do something right now, 
all of my clients, including myself, are going to start to get a little bit nervous about, mm -hmm. is the rent money coming in? Are people going to buy my house? What is going to happen with the market now? So I went ahead and reached out to every single one of my clients with a look. I realized that this is a very... Are you there? Heidi, are you there? Heidi? Are you there? You there? Huh. Heidi, you there? Yes. Oh, there you go. Okay. What happened? Okay. You just froze. Uh, a little COVID. <laughs> I know. Hi, I know. Welcome so, to 2020. <laughs> exactly. So long story short, I felt like if I just let it happen, I didn't know what was going to be the situation. So for me, communication was essential and it was a different type of communication than I'm normally used to doing. Are you okay? First mm -hmm. of all, true. Are you okay? Do you need help? What is your situation? And if there's something that comes up, you need to just reach out to me right away and we will figure something out. We don't know how long this is going to take. We don't know. Of course, all of my clients were completely going, oh, no, oh, no, what do we do? What do we do? Um, and from that, literally, was the best thing to do. There were a couple of cases where people had lost their position, didn't know what they were going to do. They were furloughed, laid off, uh, but were still able to contribute and make their payments and work something out exactly, you know, according to what the guidelines were for this situation and didn't have to do any evictions later on as a result of working with the client. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a little bit scary for everybody because to say evictions are not allowed is a free pass for everyone, whether or not it's valid, because right. these things occur in real life anyway. But to have investors, for whatever reason they have rental property, be it because they've moved for a different job or because they want to be an investor, to have to bear that burden was really unexpected. So worked through it and haven't had any major issues, had to definitely communicate and keep the communication right. guidance open with the customers. And I think it was really well received and appreciated on their end as well, especially those that had some issues uh, in the beginning. Right. And, you know, in working, I think that's the best thing. It's like acknowledge there is an opportunity here. There is an issue here. But you know, even if you pay $5, you know, like, let's just get that conversation going. What can exactly. you pay? You know, we had to do yes. that with our service and supplies, you know, because there was a period Correct. that nobody was really going into homes. And so we had to say, okay, you know what? We want to work with you too. You know, yes, your service and supply is coming up, but what if we do a 50% reduction for this month? Will that help Correct. you? You know, right. and, I mean, that's just good business. Um, but exactly. it's, it's having those... Um, we call it our queen bee, the clear, compassionate communication with your clients and say, which is exactly where I come from. You know, it's exactly how I was trained, right? right? trained that way with really being positive, good, clear communication, 
always worth it, work with integrity, and your client is valuable. Yes, exactly. And the reputation of your business is totally based on them working with you and having a positive result. Exactly. I don't do advertising. I don't do, I'm word of mouth only. I haven't had time to do that. <laughs> But, you know, like it's been a different year of advertising. Normally we are, you know, doing classes in title companies and mortgage companies every week. And not this year because it's been COVID. We had to learn how to do it on Zoom, you know. And I think and the business model always changes a little bit, too, based on what's happening. The, right. The Michael's, the Michael's Crest story, the, the one that we dealt with, actually, they circled back around because the buyers actually loved so much everything that you did. They wanted to buy everything. <laughs> I know. So right now, literally, they're coming in for Thanksgiving, and they hired another concierge service that was just there to literally decorate the house. And he was like, he had three weeks to do this, and he's like, where am I yeah. going to get furniture from? And he's like, I got to get in touch with that staging company. And so we had all this, like, living room set up in our warehouse and, um, you know, like all these vignettes and stuff. And Two of the owners came in and they're like, yep, 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 yep. So we're finishing up today. Exactly. We did it on Friday and today. Took some Isn't more that furniture. Amazing? I know. So it's like, like, you have to just look at how can I fix this problem? Well, there right. was a problem to fix in a situation that you didn't see coming. Yeah, no. And I'm like, talk about the Lord's blessing on that. You know, it's like we were driving to Dallas and um, we we're going to a conference. And I get this phone call. And I'm like, oh, I'll call him back. And definitely was need to talk to Karen and I'm like, Karen, take this phone call. She's in front of me and you know, I'm in the back seat and she gets off the phone and she goes, I think this might be real. <laughs> exactly. and, I mean, and then Jay, the, he's like, you know what? They have three houses in Alabama that they um, want me to, t to do. And he's like, I'm only doing it with you guys. And I'm like, okay, let's fly us out there in January and, and we're going to put this whole thing together. We can make this happen. We all have, we exactly. have the resources and it's that partnership exactly. of working together and not saying, oh my gosh, this is so unbearable. I'm like, no, I mean, right. we had it done in, you know, two days. Um, exactly. I mean, pretty much everything was done on Friday, but um, they were just but taking that's back. that's unheard of. It and is, it is. It was such a think outside the box reaction right. to today and what we all deal with. And right. I think that's, people get frustrated about a problem and it's like, well, call us, we will find a solution. Right, you know, have like when you own- have the answers for you. Right, when you own over 50 houses worth of furniture and accessories, you know, you can help out. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, but who knew that that would be the answer to us, you know, to yeah, I couldn't imagine that that would have that would have been it a and, year ago. I would have said no. Right, right. And but this guy, he's just like, oh my gosh, I can breathe. You know, I can breathe. Yes. I can go to bed at night because I'm. This is already done. There's a team. You know, exactly. and I love how that. You know, we work all together. Yes, we have different companies, but it's like we have the situation. We're gonna Heidi. We, here you go, babe. Yeah. <laughs> we need you in that for the furniture yet <laughs> yeah no it's we need Heidi and you know and the realtors love it when they can just say thank you Heidi you take care of this um and we'll be back when which it's... was great and they were actually the other thing and they're was, you're doing another project are, for them right and the clients can be the clients that they're working with 
these particularly were out of state. Other ones have been out of the country. I'm working with some folks right now that are actually in Spain and the realtor doesn't have time no. to communicate with them. So I have no problem doing that because that is what I do. It's my core right. business. So if you have a question or you need something answered, a potential buyer has a question or a concern or what have you, especially if the home goes under contract, there's all of that other, all those other little pieces that an owner normally takes care of on site. Right. Right. You can't do that when you're not there. there. Yeah. And do they so want no to do that? It's like, no, you can hire somebody who will take it and love it like their own property, you know, exactly. and like, which is what I do. And what I love about us is that we all keep ourselves in the loop, you know? So like whenever you're sending communication, you're also involving the realtor where, you know, if we come up with a situation, realtor is right involved in that you guys are involved, you know, and it's, again, it, it is, it's, you're hiring a team. You're not hiring just one person. You're hiring a Correct. team of professionals to get this done for you. And I had, I had questions when we first started the, that large project, I had questions on, well, what exactly did simple elegance want me to do here? Right. I, I wasn't the one making those calls because that wasn't my wheelhouse. That's not the design aspect of it. Isn't me. But if you tell me you want this and this color and this size and the shape, right. I've got it. Yeah. I'll get it. It'll be there tomorrow. Exactly. And that's, you know, like we talk color all the time um, <laughs> because that's what we deal with all the time, you know, but right. this house was like, it was so dark and like there was just black everywhere. And we're like, we've got to tone this down. You know, and yes, we still left a lot of black trim and it looks beautiful it now. it turned out looking. It's you so elegant. You turned something that really was not appealing. Right. Unless you were very specific. And that's in the real estate style. world. You do not want to find that one person that wants this. You want to find no, you want the broad amount. More broader. Exactly. Right, it's the broader audience. And it's amazing. I wish you could put post up some of the before and after. I know. Pictures. I mean, it's on your website. There so will be, go to it. there will be some, um, befores and afters coming up on, I'm sure on, um, like Facebook and stuff. And again, it just is amazing the difference and what they got the, the return on investment that they got and the new owners. Again, it was also, it was a, it was a house that was like, it was more of a multi-generational house or multi-families. And this is what happened. It's, um, multi-families that bought the house. I think it's two families actually, but they have business in, in Texas. They have business in Alabama. They have business all over the place. And so this is their Texas home that it makes more sense because, you know, there's the kids and the this and the that. It's got a basketball court. It's got a beautiful right. pool area. It's right on the golf course. I mean, the entertainment set areas in this house. Oh my gosh, it's got a grand ballroom with a pool table and a foosball table. It's got two theaters. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of goes on and on and on. But for... You know, those that do business, there's, I think, three offices. So that worked out for everybody. There is a conference area that they can come together and get work done. Um, so it really was the perfect house for the new buyers. And they're so excited about being there. Um, so we're excited about them moving in. And um, I guess Jay's going to do it also. They're coming in for two days at Christmas. So then he has to decorate it for Christmas. <laughs> oh. so, but, you know, that's. That's what we get to do, and I love that every day is different because you never know what that is going to be on the other side of the phone. Um, exactly. So what have been some of your biggest challenges in your industry? Well, the biggest challenges, Mary, honestly, are probably the same ones that you deal with. The first one is always 
learning the hard way who you can and can't work well with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things go wrong. Disasters happen. Harvey, that was, you know, we were working on several projects during that and almost every contractor just took off. Yeah. So sometimes it's finding or having to wait a little bit mm -hmm. for the right person to be able to do the job and finish the job and do it well. Uh, that was always a little bit of a struggle. And now, of course, we have supply chain issues mm -hmm. um, that this project I'm working on right now, there was a shortage of air conditioners and we needed to replace air conditioners. And, you know, you can't show property in the middle of summer without air conditioner. Not in Houston, Texas. So, but, you know, you have to figure out, okay, well, how about we change the air conditioner we're putting in? What options do we have? And we were able to figure out what we could do and tweak the existing system to be able to actually come up with a better answer uh, for the client that actually ended up being less expensive and got it done right away. So you have to figure out sometimes there's nothing you can do. Supply chain, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Anybody's bought a Peloton bike. <laughs> to work out and they tell you you got to wait two months you know yeah. it's like ah. <laughs> again it goes back to what's thriving oh, no. in covid and what's not you know it's like right. what's covid what's not covid why yeah. is this happening and getting the customer to work with the realtor to understand okay well we can put house on market today because this wasn't able to meet its initial deadline for not because people were lazy not because people aren't working hard but because there literally was a crack in the supply chain or right. whatever it was that happened. So the realtor then makes that call. Mm -hmm. what, you know, what is the benefit versus the loss at this right. point? So that's again, teamwork, all working together. What's the best solution here? And everyone with their level of expertise will have the best answer mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So I think that uh, those challenges are also pivotal learning. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think a day for me is a great day when I can say, wow, I can't believe I just learned something like this has never happened before. <laughs> like, everything that I tell, how has this not happened, right? <laughs> so. But you learn other ways to do things and you know what? And it's being flexible, you know? Correct. And like using resources and talking and learning and exactly, that's the best thing. And having someone say, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. We can do this. Right. And actually being able to deliver that promise. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I'm not going to make a promise I can't keep. I'm always, people will tell me, well, what's the timeline? Can you get it done in two weeks? This is a, this is a huge challenge. Because mm -hmm. two weeks, you saw that movie, I think, right? The money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not my answer. Yeah. I said it like, okay, how do we bake a cake? What's the recipe? What's the pre preparation time? What's the cooking time? And then what's the frosting time mary you're the frosting right right we are <laughs> Your team does the frosting exactly so I the whole thing how long does it take what is this recipe and at the end of the day how good is that cake mm -hmm. well that's what our goal is so sometimes we have to change it up a little mm -hmm. bit between but at the end of the day if we can get it done to the best of our ability and have people understand that we love what we do mm -hmm. we would not miss we could be in a corporate building. There's nothing wrong with that. Working for a big corporation. I did it for a long, 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 long time. Right now, I absolutely love this because I feel like I'm right. helping people. And those challenges are rewarding when they're solved, yeah. when you find a way to figure it out, to streamline it, to fix it for the client and, and make it. I think what you said, you have to look at good, better, and best. Can everybody do best? 
No, but can you do good? And good is going to be better than nothing at all, you know? Exactly. And so you have to look at what is right for you and what is right for your budget and what are the effects going to be, you know? Exactly. So, and And that's what we want to work with you. Exactly. And the people that have had experience with your, with a similar situation or not, will give their two cents in. And then, you know, the owner ultimately has to make the decision. Mm -hmm. It's their, I don't want to spend people's money that doesn't need to be spent. Correct. That's, we're not looking to do that. Yeah. We're looking Um, at making investment. We want you to invest to make money, you know? Correct. And, And there are times that we've said to people, you know what, really with what your budget is, the most important thing is to paint. Okay. Let's paint. You know, yes, staging would help you, but you only have this amount of money to spend. That's got to be spent on paint. And that's, yes. you know, do that. And, you know, th- and I think that's really where you have to, that's something my dad always taught me as a veterinarian. He's like, you know, I learned that I have to give people option A, option B, and option C, and then let them make the best decision for their situation. Exactly. And that's also how I present when I'm with a client. There is option A, option B, and option C. And they get to choose. My, I don't do contracts in my business. I felt like that was something I didn't like. You have to sign an agreement with someone for 12 months. And then they're not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. If I'm signing something for 12 months and then I'm stuck and I have to pay to get out of this agreement, I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. Here's the deal. Me, I represent you. I work with you. I work for you. If you're not happy with me, you just tell me and we're done. I do not do long-term contracts mm-hmm. because like what I provide is worth what they're paying for it. And if they don't like it, they can say, okay, done. And I don't want them to ever think that they have this contract mm-hmm. looming over their head. Right. No other, as far as I know, no other property management company will do that. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever heard of that. So. No. <laughs> no. 30 days notice and we're done. Yeah. But it also gives me the ability Mm-hmm. to say, okay, we've come at a, you know, if there's a crossroads with somebody who can't make a decision on what they want to do or what they don't want to do, the owner ultimately makes that decision. Right. Um, and I've never had to deal with that. The only time I've lost a client up to, up to current day is when they've sold their property and there is no more work for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a good thing. Right. My so. work here is done. <laughs> yeah. So what's the best advice anybody has, been, has given you? Uh, well, you'll laugh at this one. It was actually in 1988, just before I moved to Houston. Okay. I was living in Los Angeles and I had just finished college and was working, like I said, for the airline industry and was going to be transferred somewhere in the United States. There was a choice of three places, New York, Alaska, and Houston. Okay. Slight changes in uh, temperatures. <laughs> Very different as far as, you know, young single female moving for a management position somewhere. And I didn't know anything about Houston. Like literally, I didn't even know where it was on the map. <laughs> I knew where Dallas was, but I hadn't really paid attention. It just wasn't in my forefront. And I was just talking to some of my mentors that I worked with. And one of them said to me, you know, Heidi, if you moved to Houston, you could buy houses. And I said, houses? I love houses. <laughs> to be a homeowner in Houston and then you could buy houses and have rental property and I thought he's crazy I really did think he was nuts and then turns out I actually 
they didn't even give me a choice after I had those three places. They said, oh, by the way, they want you in Houston. So you're going to Houston. And I was only supposed to be here for two years. So, <laughs> and how many like, years? <laughs> do the math. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not no. sure I can count that high. <laughs> so I would say that, that was pretty darn good advice because not only did it fuel my long career here in Houston, but I actually came to grow and love this town and um, making doing very well with my own business that I love doing exactly what I love. So that's it's awesome. worked very well, even though it took me a long time to get here. You know what? Sometimes it's worth the wait to get here at the time that's right for you, you know? Yes, and exactly. So, and that's so funny because the last question I was going to ask you, what do you love about Houston? Oh, I think I kind of answered I that. I think you did, you know? <laughs> it's a great place to be. to leave. I got here and I just thought, I love everything about uh-huh. living here. Uh, I also, I travel a lot. Mm -hmm. Great location. Uh, It's easy to get in and out of Houston. Easy to get in and out of. Uh, I love the diversity of people from all over the world. That was something that was one of my most favorite things working at the International Airline. I worked for Air France for so long. And we met people all the time from all over the world, from all different walks of life. And you had to deal with delicate, difficult situations uh, every single day got to meet people from all these different cultures and I just sucked it up like a sponge. So for me, a, a, a place like this, just absolutely, I flourish. In. Yeah. You know, I'm the kind of person that, you know, I don't, every single person that I socialize with outside, I don't think there's one group that is all from one location or one place. It's so, I just love that. I love how Houston really brings people in from all over and how everybody can get along and be successful in this town. I mean, it's amazing. And it's also very affordable compared to, let's say, Alaska or New York. Exactly, exactly. What you get here is crazy. I remember when we first moved here and my son was like embarrassed because we had a large house. And I'm like, honey, it's not because we have money. It's because of where we moved from that we were able to afford, you know, and, um, but you, your money goes so much farther in Houston. Well, and that's funny that you say that because one of the things that would happen is I used to always deal with the flight crews, the captains and co-pilots and all of that. And they got to know me as the girl that owned houses. (laughs) (laughs) So every time they would come in, they would say, so how many houses do you have today, Heidi? (laughs) Like as if I was this, you know, mega millionaire or something. And I was like, probably less than what you have in In one house. Right, your exactly. Little kid, tear your little tiny apartment, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just different here. It is, it is, uh, it is. But it was, it was always funny and humorous that the perception right. is kind of shocking for people that are living in, in places that are extremely expensive. Right, and they have a little matchbox house that they've paid yes. like three times more than we paid for a large house here. Right, and so, I'm originally from Southern California, so there I, you go. This was like. Oh, are you serious? People would tell me, you're crazy. Why are you, why are you buying that? You're crazy. And I'm thinking, really? Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, back in the 80s in Houston when there was the oil crisis and all of that, uh, everything it was like a ghost town when I first got here. So in a great place to invest at the time. People were kind of standoffish about, whoa, what are you doing? Right. Um, but no pain, no gain, right? That's, That's right. My- <laughs> Heidi, how do people get in touch with you? They get in touch with me on my cell phone or via email. 
Uh, my cell phone number is 832-764-2706. There's no charge to call. I give free advice all the time, not a problem. I love to talk about houses and real estate in general. I probably know just about every house on har.com in the world. <laughs> I'm obsessed, have been for years. And the other way is through my email, which is just like it sounds, distinction, the word distinction, rpms at gmail.com uh, or hesis at gmail.com or call Simple Elegance and they sure Look know at you. <laughs> Awesome. Heidi, thank you so much for joining me and thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Mary. You too. I look forward to seeing you soon. Love you, girl. Bye. Making Houston beautiful. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Simple Elegance, you can either give us a call at 877-458-8254. That's 877-458-8254. Or visit us on our website at www.simpleelegancetx.com.